0: Yeah. Yep. All right, we want to praise the Lord on this December the 3rd, uh, Lord's Day Sunday morning. And uh, we've had a little technical difficulty this morning. Bless her heart, Rita. She working miracles Amen. here Amen. in uh, Amen. Landmark Baptist Church. She got that thing up and going. And uh, we thank God for that. We're trying to get the word out. And uh, this month is real special to me. And one reason this month's real special to me is because of the censorship that's being exercised upon this, this nation, America, this country, America. See, we're one nation under God. And they're trying to erase that. And uh, we pledge allegiance to God. Uh, and uh, they're trying to erase that. Uh, and God, we trust on our money. And uh, just to make a long story short, uh, they don't want children to sing Christmas carols uh, in our public schools. But, uh, hallelujah, the Supreme Court ruled that they have every right to sing Christmas carols in the public schools. I say praise God. Mm-hmm. Sister Rita, she's working on a Christmas play right now with her young people. I've never been so proud ever in all my life. I thank God for any effort that's made for our young people. Uh, to, to to school them or to steer them in the right direction and she's devoted to our young people i thank god for Rita i thank god for her. we're going to have prayer brother Donnie he wants to read the scripture this morning and i'm thankful for that i praise god for that our father we bow our head this morning thankful to be here this morning lord had a had a rough week this week since thursday lord uh, Uh, physically Lord just not been able to do anything Uh, even this morning Lord struggled to shave Uh, Lord we're just so thankful to be in your house today ask your blessings Father upon our efforts today on our services today may it all be to honor you and to give glory to you in song and in praise Lord in worship Uh, let it all be Lord yours today and help us each and every day, Lord, to be a blessing. And we thank you, Lord, and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Come on, man. Brother Donnie. Amen, Brother.
1: <clears throat> now, nah, Brother Eddie, I want to I want to thank the Lord this morning.
0: Well, allow, let me me to be,
1: allow me to be here this morning. Because as, as I've talked to Sister Rita this morning, yeah. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. To read these scriptures, that's what the Lord wants me to do. Yeah. And I was talking to Sister Rita about how she steps out of her comfort zone. She sings. She takes yeah. Sunday school. Up. Brother Eric steps out of his comfort zone. Yeah. And he gets up and sings and does a good job. And the Lord's been on my heart about wanting to, you know, try to read His Word more. And He's put this in my heart, you know, to make it through these <laughs> ten verses a little bit slower. <laughs> that's what I did well, last week, but, but you know, my eyesight's like Brother Eddie, we can't even see nothing with that greeting glasses, but I'm going to try to read this, you know, without...
0: You want your glasses? I probably... Here, these are just regular reading glasses
1: there. I probably will.
0: It just make a of a billboard. And it's, it's sad,
1: reading. it's sad to get old and can't see nothing, yeah, you know that's what I mean? part
0: of it, right? <laughs> or allows us to get old,
1: thank God. Oh, yeah. leave heard doesn't wonder, Brother Eddie. Okay, I'm uh, going to read out of Psalm 6... Verse 1 O Lord rebuke me not in thy anger neither chasten me in thy holy in thy hot forgive me thy hot displeasure Verse 2 have mercy upon me O Lord for I am weak O Lord heal me for my bones are vexed Verse 3 My soul is also sore vexed. But thou, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord. Deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. Verse 5. For in death there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave who shall give thee thanks? Verse 6. I am weary with my groaning. All the night. Make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. Verse 7. My eyes eyes is consumed because of grief. It waxeth old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. For the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. Verse 9. The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. In verse ten, let all my enemies be ashamed and sore, vexed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. But that's the first. That's the first ten out of Psalm six, and I'm gonna let Brother Eddie, who the Lord is really blessed to break down these verses, because Brother Eddie does a good job with the
0: Lord's help. Hey, man! Brother, done a good job reading there. I was going to follow along with him, but I realized I gave him my glasses. <laughs> I had my Bible, and I pretty much remembered them. But I did a good job there reading those verses, brother Donnie. Thank you,
1: brother. I
0: really didn't think there was that much in these ten verses, and I was worried that I was going to have to get over into chapter seven. Lord, just kind of shed a little bit of light on this thing this morning. Made me run late. Actually, to be honest with you. Made me run late just looking up some of the things that God stirred my heart about mm-hmm. concerning uh, these verses here. And uh, verse one uh, mentions about rebuke. It says, "Oh Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger." And uh, you know God does sometimes rebuke us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember. Uh, Several times in my own life, I took the Lord's name in vain one time, and boy, I didn't beforehand. I'd done that with no, no, uh no repercussions or nothing. But this time, boy, boy, my heart smote me. I fell down on my knees right in front of my fellow workers and said, "Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, He says, "Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger." And uh, verse one's talking about. You know, God's relationship to us, He's our Heavenly Father. And our prayer should start with asking for forgiveness. Matthew chapter 6, the Lord says in verse 14, 15, to ask to be forgiven. And Psalms 37, uh, verse number 11, talks about the Lord being angry with the wicked all the day long. But James says to confess our faults one to another and pray one for another. That we may be healed there in James chapter 5, verse 16. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 through 11, talks about the chastening hand of God. I do want to read a little bit of that out of Hebrews there. Uh, and you know, chastening is, you know, I, I, my mom, my dad, I'll tell you what, buddy, they done more than chasing me. They chased me all over that house with a switch. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, buddy, they were a whole lot faster than this little old boy thought he could get away with. But here, James, uh, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 5 says, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speak unto you as unto children. Now I was my mother and father's son. They were my parents. but now I'm a son of God. Mm-hmm. And it says, My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of Him. The son is Israel said, Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger. And God will sometimes rebuke you. Uh, I've had a lot of things, you know, that uh, that in life God rebuked me about and I, I had to make them right. I had to go say I'm sorry. I had to go do some things, uh, you know, because I was wrong when it was wrong. If God hadn't rebuked me, I wouldn't even known it. But I went, you know, somebody said, hey, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said what I said. Shouldn't have done what I did. And, you know, I, I shouldn't have went where I went, whatever. But uh, it says here, nor faint... Rebuke to him. You can rebuke some people. I used to be one of them. They said, "I'm done. I'm done." Well, the Lord in love rebukes us and uh, says, "Here, for whom the Lord loveth, he he chastens and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth." My parents loved me. But he couldn't love me like God loves me. God loves me enough to uh, see to it, you know, that that I'm tended to when I need tending. says verse 7, If you endure chastening, <clears throat> God deals with, with sons. Some people don't do too well with rebuke. You have to watch yourself around some people. They're easily offended. I try to be like Paul. said, I become all things to all men. I might up some means save some. Mm-hmm. But here... Says, if you do, and dear chasten, I mean Hebrews chapter twelve, verse seven. If you endure chastening, God dealing with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? If, but if therefore, but if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards, not sons. God didn't chasten <clears throat> sinners; he chastens sons. Says furthermore, we've had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence you know I have to admit I got in line I got tired of picking myself up by the floor my mother and my father loved me enough <clears throat> to discipline me and to chasten me and I gave them reverence <clears throat> shall we not much rather be in subjection to the Father's spirits and live for verily for they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasure, but he for a prophet that we might be partakers <clears throat> of his holiness. Now, no chastening, <clears throat> now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous. I never enjoyed a single beating I God, I just, I deserved every one of them. I never got a single whipping. That I didn't bring on myself. I mean, they told me to do something, and I had the choice to either do it or not to do it. It didn't take me too long to learn. And uh, at the time, I still remember my dad taking his belt off. And I remember him giving me a warning. He said, "I'm coming in there." And we laughed, and we kept carrying on but boy when that door opened and he came in there with that belt off uh, it was time to pay up we brought it on ourselves He, with my friends as well as me was in there uh, you know getting a little too loud uh, uh, getting a little bit too overboard but uh, no chastening for the present seems to be joyous but grievous nevertheless Afterward, you know, after that whooping, we got quiet. It yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto him which are exercised thereby. Uh, there's a purpose for chastening. It molds your character. When at school I learned yes or no, sir. At home I learned yes sir no, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Uh, I'm telling you, it was taught at home. The teacher did do a good job uh, teaching me, and they also chasing me also. And I got plenty of whoopings at school. When I got home, I got nothing to go along with it. But, uh, you know, I, I needed them. I was a yahoo. I was stubborn. Uh, rebellious. But uh, that chastening. Says here, Lord, rebuke me not in thy anger. God in love rebukes us, mm-hmm. and God in love chastens us. You know, if God didn't love us, Bible said He wouldn't chase us. Verse two: Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. And that plea for mercy. Uh, he said, Have mercy on me for I'm weak. My bones are vexed. You know, this week I've had a little bit of I don't know, some kind of pain in my right shoulder there and I hadn't had full use of my right arm, been laying on a heat pad all week. It don't take too long when you got something like that to request prayer. Don't take too long. You got something like that, to get on a heat pad and take every kind of pill. Better you can find to take. My wife offered me some of her strong pain pills. I declined. I did take some Advil. I'm not going to say I didn't. I was just trying to get some relief. But in Psalms 39, verse 4, it says, Lord, help me to know uh, how frail that I am. And you know, already I'll soon be 70, and I feel like I can do just about anything that I want to do or need to do. But how quickly that changes when we become weak, when we become frail. Brother Mitchell called me yesterday, asked me if I could come work on his uh, garage door. I said, "Brother Mitchell, I can't do nothing right now." And he had prayer with me over the phone, and I thank God for that. I've seen on the on the internet there people's requesting prayer for me, and I thank God for those prayers. Uh, I feel a whole lot better, really, just due to prayer. Mm-hmm. And mercy but here in verse number two uh, not only is this the psalm of David not only is David asking for mercy but David's confessing that he's weak and he's asking for healing he said my bones are vexed and uh, you know we go to the doctor and we tell the doctor to do something that woman mentioned in Mark chapter 5 verse 26 had hey, that issue of blood 12 years. That'll cause you to do something. And she said in verse 25, she went to many doctors, suffered many things. She spent all she had, nothing better. But she was rather worse, buddy. When she heard of Jesus, verse 27, she said, if I may but touch His clothes, verse 28, uh, she said, I'll, I'll be made whole. Mm-hmm. And you get desperate. She was desperate. She had 12 years suffered. Went to many physicians. And you know you, everybody kept telling me go to the doctor. One of these days, I guess I will. But if I don't have to, I'm not going to go. And I for sure ain't gonna say I'm not gonna go to no doctor. I don't put nobody down for going to a doctor. It's just this. If I have to go, I will. If I don't, I'm not going to. I'm not against doctors. I just had a bad encounter with one doctor. He didn't handle himself my opinion, he didn't conduct himself very professionally. Left a bad taste in my mouth and I haven't been a doctor since, but uh, <clears throat> he meant well. I don't have no grudge against him, Dr. Travis, but there wasn't nothing wrong with me. And I knew there wasn't nothing wrong with me, but he uh, overstepped doctor-patient relationship when he told me I wasn't going nowhere, I was going to hospital. Uh, he'd been a whole lot better off to have said that in different terms. Like I, uh, I wished he'd said, I, I wished you'd uh, let me take care of anything but tell, threaten me, tell me I ain't going nowhere. That just really rubbed me the wrong way. I called my wife and I wasn't nice. I said, bring my Bible, my, my pajamas. This fool put me in the hospital. And won't let me leave. I, all I want to do is go and get my Bible. I so said, I'll come back and go to the hospital. He said, you ain't going nowhere, shouldn't I? He shouldn't have conducted himself that way. And I shouldn't have the feelings I have. But thank God for doctors. Uh, They mean well. They will do their best to help you. But this woman, for 12 years, she had suffered many things of doctors. And she'd spent all that she had. Now most doctors, when you run out of money... They run out of options. I don't know if you figure that out yet or not, but as long as you got money, they'll try this, they'll try that. Hallelujah. But the sad thing was, Sister Shannon, she was nothing better. I believe I'd got me a lawyer. She was nothing better, but rather she was worse from going to these doctors. But when she heard of Jesus,
1: yeah.
0: she said, if I made now this is this is stretching it. She said, if I made. But touch his clothes there in Mark chapter 5, verse 28. Uh, she said, I'll be made whole. That's, that's outstanding faith. Mm-hmm. She's, she didn't say, I'll get an appointment, talk to Jesus <coughs> about it. She said, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be made whole. And uh, anyway, she, uh, she felt her healing, verse 29. She felt that she was healed, you know, the day I got saved. Somebody said it's better felt than tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to put salvation in the words. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you this. Before I got saved, I was condemned. I was guilty. And uh, the day I got saved, April 27th, 1988, uh, all my guilt was gone. Mm-hmm. All my condemnation was gone. I had the peace of God. Yeah. had the joy Oh, did I ever have the joy? Huh. i still got the joy. But uh, I was a fanatic as far as joy goes. I mean just I, I just couldn't believe or get over the fact that God had forgiven me, that God had saved me. Went and looked in the mirror, mirror couldn't show it, I couldn't hide, went to mama. Mama put a finger in my face, called me a fanatic. She said, when you get home, look at the word fanatic, that's what you are. And, you know, I wear that even today as a badge of honor. I want to be a fanatic. I want to be overboard because the Lord did heal me, did save me. But here, verse 2, the Lord here, David here talking to the Lord. He said, I'm weak. Heal me. My bones are vexed. And uh, verse 3, my soul is also vexed. But thou, O Lord, how long? Uh, verse 3, the sickness of the soul. Uh, there's a man that for 38 years he'd been trying to heal himself by the pool of Bethesda in, uh, in John chapter 5. And uh, Jesus saw him lying there and asked him, Will thou be made whole? In John chapter 5, verse 6. His answer is a lot like Nicodemus' answer in John chapter 3, verse 4. like how can I? Nicodemus said, Can I enter the second time my mother's womb be born again? Well, this man, in the predicament that he was in, he said, How can I? There's no man to, to put me in when I try. Somebody beats me, you know, into the pool of Bethesda. But the Lord here, uh, and I do one turn That Lord just told him, Rise up, take thy bed, and walk. That's pretty straight, pretty simple. He said verse 7, the impotent man answered him, Sir I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming another step of down before me. And Jesus simplified this man's problem when he said unto him, verse eight, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Verse nine, and immediately the man was made whole. That's how I got saved. It's immediately. It wasn't a progress. It wasn't a process. I was immediately saved. Man, I wish I'd go do it again. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest thing that I can say that's ever happened in my life was the day I got saved. I'm still just amazed. I love the song Amazing Grace. I love Sister Rita singing that song about my chains fell off. I got free. Free indeed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now the world will try to entangle you. And if you let the world lie to you, then you'll get entangled. Paul talked to the church of Galatians and said, you did run well. Who did hinder you? He said, if I become the enemy because I tell you the truth. They got, they got away from the truth and they got entangled in the world and in the lies of the world and the world will cause you to doubt. The word of God will cause you to believe. But uh, anyway, Galatia, the church of Galatia kind of got in that category. Paul said, I'm, a, I'm afraid of you lest I've labored in vain. They, they lost sight of what they had. But here, this man was immediately made whole. And he took up his bed and he walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Now you have a bunch of religious people there. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured. It's the Sabbath day, is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. You're going to find people say everything about you too. But his answer was pretty simple. He answered, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. And you know, all the things of God are simple. But here... Now, the sickness of the soul. Uh, I was vexed for 34 years. Lost. But I've not been vexed for 35 years now. I've balanced the books and then some. But uh, David here ends up with, but Lord, how long? And uh, we know Lord's coming back. <clears throat> and when He does come back, praise God, well, we're going to get out of here. And... Uh, uh, I don't know how long it's going to be. You know, I, I was trying to correspond with somebody on the internet last night about the coming of the Lord. They was talking about the parable of the fig tree. And the Lord's speaking about that parable of the fig tree there in Luke, in Matthew chapter 24. He's talking about learn the parable of the fig tree. And He talked about while it's tender, put forth its branches, and it's a reference to Israel becoming a nation again. And He said, I tell you that this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. And we've seen these things fulfilled. They became a nation in 1948. They got possession of the land in 1950. And uh, you know, I have to admit, we're seeing the fulfillment of that parable, of that prophecy of the fig tree, even right now. And... uh, I don't know how long it's going to be. I just know the day of the Lord will come. Comes today. Glory to God, I'm leaving today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, I've I'm, I'm kind of in a hurry to get on out of here. Carolyn just come in back there in a wheelchair. She's ready to get on out of here too. I've had enough to hear her. I mean, my shoulder. I'm shaving this morning with two hands. I couldn't move my right arm to the mouth or nothing. I'm ready for the Lord to return. But the Lord, the Bible said, He's long-suffering to usward. Not willing that any perish but all to come to repentance. Now everybody's not going to repent but everybody can. Mm-hmm. The Lord's waiting on some. He's not going to wait forever. The parable of the ten virgins. Five wise, five foolish. Five had oil. Five didn't. And you know when the when the sound came out the, the bridegroom cometh. The five that didn't have no oil. That's the five that did have oil. Give us of your oil. Our lamps are out. Know, and they said, go, go find those that sail and get oil for yourself. And while they tarried, the Lord came. And the five that was ready left. And the five that wasn't ready came back. The door was shut. Everybody's not going to get saved. Everybody can. Mm-hmm. And everybody should. But He's going to return. <clears> 2 <throat> Timothy chapter 3, verse 10 says, The day of the Lord will come. He's coming. Verse 4, Return, O Lord. He's coming. He's not going to tarry. He's going to return. I mean, buddy, the clock back there tells me it's, you know, 24 minutes after 10, and that's how I know what time it is. Well, the Bible tells us that it's high time, which means uh, any time the Lord can come. There's nothing left to be done for the Lord to return you see that situation going over there in the Middle East Matthew chapter 24 mentions you'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake they hate the Jews Anna Anna, what do you call it anyway can't think of the word it's up 500% Jewish hatred What? can't say the word Anna Anna sentimentism or something like that God it's one of them tongue twisters for me it's up 500%. But the return. He says return O Lord. Deliver my soul. Praise God when he returns. My soul is going to be fine. This body ain't going to be fine. <laughs> this body is going to return back to the earth that gave it. But my soul is going to be with God. He said oh save me for thy mercy's sake. And it is of the Lord's mercies We're not consumed or new every morning. We've got mercy in him. But he is going to return. And I don't know how long. I just know it could be today. If it does, the glory to God will leave out today. Verse 5. For in death there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave, who shall give thee thanks? And uh, verse 5 there. Uh, the Lord, he conquered death. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, he's the only one who could. I mean, we've got, <laughs> we've got people down here now, and I hate, I hate to even put this on the tape. We've got people down here now that's, they've got so much money that they're paying doctors to drain their blood out and put blood of a young person, you know, a teenager, in the place of it because they think they can live longer uh, with younger blood. And I do know the Bible said the life of the flesh is in the blood. God said, I've given it upon the altar, make atonement for your souls there in Leviticus I think it is chapter 17 uh, you know even though the life of the flesh is in the blood this body is dying Paul said who shall deliver me and it's important that you get this from this body of death I've got eternal life but I'm in a body that's dying my body is 70 years dead uh, February the 20th it'll be 70 years this body is not eternal my soul is but here it says in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same. See, Jesus, even though he was God, he became flesh. The Hebrews, not Hebrews, but uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, great submission of Godness. God was manifested in the flesh. He took part of the same. He was made like unto us yet without sin. And here's why. That through death, He had to die. God can't die. But Jesus had to die. So He had to be a partaker of flesh and blood like us. That through death, He might destroy Him. talking about the devil. That had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them. And I have been delivered. Who through fear of death and I used to fear dying. I can remember 10 years old laying in the bed afraid to close my eyes. Because mama would come in there and we'd pray. Now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. We prayed that little childlike prayer. It got me thinking about dying. I was afraid of dying. And I can remember being afraid to close my eyes. Thinking I might die. And I didn't want to be in hell. And the Lord here, to deliver Him, wait a minute, to deliver them, verse 15, who through fear of death, I don't have no more fear of death. Matter of fact, death has been conquered through Christ and Calvary. Through fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. He destroyed him That had power of death. That's in verse 14. That is the devil. The Lord destroyed the devil. Took the keys of death and hell from him. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. But he had to die to get them. He said behold I'm he that was dead. I'm alive forevermore. And behold I got the keys of death and hell. Death was conquered. In, uh, In John chapter 11. I want you to look at this. John chapter 11 there's two types of people mentioned here I didn't really notice this till this morning as I was looking at this but in John chapter 11 Jesus speaking here to to Martha and he said in verse 25 Jesus said to Martha which Martha she said he said unto Martha he said verse 23 thy brother shall rise again Martha said unto him I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead yet shall he live. Now that's a reference. That's a reference to a brother, Lazarus, because Lazarus is already dead. And Jesus said he's going to live again. Oh yeah, we're in Psalms chapter 6. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just quoting from other places in the Bible here. We're in Psalms chapter 6. In um, verse 5, He he told her concerning her brother Lazarus, He that believeth in Me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Now there's people that's in the grave right now. Mm -hmm. They're going to live. They're going to hear the voice of God arise. But notice verse 26. Two different people are mentioned here. And whosoever, it's Donnie's favorite word, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall live. And whosoever liveth I'm alive mm-hmm. haven't died and believeth in me I have believed in him shall never die I couldn't die if I wanted to you see eternal life has nothing whatsoever to do with death Jesus said I give unto them eternal life there in John chapter number 10 John chapter number 10 verse 28 and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. You're never going to die if you're a believer in Him and He's your Lord and Savior. He's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. I know this over top of a lot of people's heads, but I want you to listen to the great plainness of Jesus' speech here. And whosoever, that's you, that's me, every believer, whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die, believest thou this. Now He put that in strong context But I want you to know, He's the one that gave us the life that we even now live. Now those that died in faith, Jesus hadn't gave His life a ransom. But they died looking unto Jesus. Let me see if I can uh, find this Scripture in Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter number eleven, it talks about people that that died, they died in faith. Mm -hmm. Then uh, they quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong. Verse 34, waxed violent and fight, turned to flight the army of aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. I won't have to, to worry about no resurrection. I already know the resurrection. Amen. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. Uh, Elijah, the prophet Elijah, he was put in a hollow log and sawed in two. They were sawn asunder were tempted, were slain with a sword. They were they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. Look at this verse 39. All of these having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Verse 40, God had provided some better thing for us. You see, God gave His Son for us. He that has the Son has life. He that hath not the Son of God has not life. That right. they without us should not be made perfect. We've been made perfect through Him. He made the captain of our salvation perfect. They can't find fault in me because they can't find fault in Him. He's my justification. He's my Savior. So when he said, Whosoever liveth and believeth in me, and I am living, and I do believe in him, shall never die. I've done all kinds of funerals. We're just saying rights over a body. Souls done left. Paul said to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. He said the time of my departure, not my death, time of my departure is at hand. I'm getting ready to leave, he said. mm <clears throat> I well, see where I was here. Verse 5. For death, there's no remembrance of thee. <clears throat> in the grave, who shall give thee thanks? And God, he, uh, you know, the problem was by one man death entered in the world. And uh, that was Adam. <clears throat> by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. But that second Adam took care of that problem. And uh, we don't have to worry about the grave. Now, y'all may do my funeral I don't know I may do yours but the Bible says that we're not to be without hope for them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him when he comes 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 15 this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive now we may be alive when the Lord comes back and we may not be we may be with him but we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 15 Shall not prevent them which are asleep, for the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now, I've been told, y'all there's some in the ground, there's some in the graves. They'll hear the voice of God, they'll rise up. But He says here, then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another these words. I want to read one more verse here. <coughs> verse fourteen. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and I do. Even them which also, even them also which sleep in Jesus, will God bring with Him. He's bringing some with Him when He comes. And we'll be caught up in the air. says here in verse number 17. We'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. I'm looking forward to that day. But here he says, Death, there's no remembrance of thee. And in the grave, who shall give thee thanks? David's making a plea to God. He don't want to die, but unfortunate for him, a lot of people died looking to the Lord. And we're on the other side. Jesus has already conquered death, already conquered hell, already got the keys, already given us the victory. And on the side we're on, we don't have to worry about death. David did. The Bible mentions about that in book Book of Acts. It said David saw corruption. We won't. We won't see corruption. Verse six. I'm weary with my groaning. You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't like pain. I. I I'll have a little bit of rough three days here. Uh weary with my groaning. All the night make I my bed to swim, talking about crying. I water my couch with my tears. Verse six talk about weakness and weariness and tears. God says, I, I see those tears. He told King Hezekiah in 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 5, I've seen your tears. Said the same thing, Isaiah 38, verse 5. He said, I've seen thy tears. I've heard your prayer. Then in Psalm 56 verse 8, uh, the psalmist said, Put my tears into thy bottle. Are they not written in thy book? Tears are diamonds to the eyes of God. You'll never cry a tear that God doesn't notice. Boy, you're talking about a language. You might not be able to get a word at Tammy. But as that tear trickles down your cheek, God is looking upon that. He told guy He said, I've seen your tears. I heard your prayer. I'm going to add to your life 15 years. Hey, you added mine eternal life. Now 15 years, that's a long time, but it comes to an end. Well, praise God, we've got more than 15 years. He added our lives eternal life. David here, he says, I, I'm weary in this flesh right here. We get weary in this flesh. We get tired. I don't know about y'all, but there have been many times I've crawled in bed. and uh, While I was in bed, if you've ever had one of them times when there wasn't nothing going right, you'd lay in bed there and you'd just weep. And you'd hope that in the morning it'd be better. Verse 7, Mine eyes consumed because of grief. Grief makes you, makes you cry. You know things don't always go right. It waxeth old because of all my enemies. Verse seven. You know in Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seventeen, I do want to turn there. Second, 2, Second 2
1: Corinthians.
0: <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter four. Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter four, verse seventeen. Talks about our light affliction. Now we all think we've got it worse than everybody else. But I I did suffer a little bit from Thursday till this morning. By looking back at Carolyn. She's in a wheelchair. And I realize mine ain't nothing compared to hers. But it says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory, while we look not on the things which are seen, But the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We just got a little, little bit of suffering down here, and the Lord here kind of brings that out here in verse seven. Uh, Grief and suffering—it's just light affliction this side of eternity. We won't even, none of us are going to heaven complaining. We won't mention any of our grief when we get there. None of our sorrows will be mentioned there. Verse number 8, Depart from me all ye workers of iniquity. For the Lord have heard the voice of my weeping. You know, every now and then you get a little bit of victory. Mm-hmm. And when you do, you, you want to separate from certain things. I don't drink no more. Amen. I don't hang around them that do drink no more. I don't tell them things that I used to tell that I shouldn't have told, but I did it anyway. You know, just to get a laugh. Uh, just to get a reaction. I don't do that no more. Separated myself uh, from that. And in here, he says, you know, uh, depart from me, all you workers of Nicolai. I don't want to be around sin no more. And, uh, you know, it's Separation the Bible mentions 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 and 18 I should have stayed there 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse
1: 17
0: and 18 it says come out among you come out among them and be ye separate saith the Lord touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and will be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and daughters saith the Lord Almighty in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 Verse 17 and 18. Here, this this verse eight's talking about separation. Depart from me. I don't want no more to do with that. I don't I don't want to smoke the dope no more. I don't want to drink the drink no more. I don't want to hang out over there no more. He said, The Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. You know, sometimes you get sick of sin. One of my prayers that I pray a lot, Brother James, is that the world We'll see their sad condition. That they'll get sick of sin. Mm-hmm. And they'll, that they'll want to get right with God. And, and you'll ask the Lord to forgive them. Ask the Lord to save them. Uh, you know, I, I, I dwelt there. Yeah. I wasn't sick of sin. There is joy. Yeah. The Bible said there's pleasure in sin for a season. And uh, it's a short-lived pleasure. But there is. There's pleasure in sin for a season. And I've done my share of that. I don't want it no more. I don't, I don't like it no more. I despise it now. But beforehand, I was, I was pretty much content with it. I love darkness rather than light. Now I love light rather than darkness. When He says, Depart from me all you workers of iniquity. That's talking about sin. Depart from me all you sinners. For the Lord have heard the voice of my weeping. You know, I wept before the Lord. I said, I'm sorry. And He heard my voice. Verse 9. The Lord have heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. I got saved like I said. Because I asked the Lord to forgive me. I asked the Lord to save me. And he said verse 9. The Lord have heard my supplication with me. My prayer. The Lord will receive my prayer. And uh, that restoration. Psalms 66 verse 18 talks about it. if I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear me and, uh, sin will hinder your prayer life I tell you it right now right. but uh, it says if I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear me whether psalmist is here David he said the Lord have heard my supplication the Lord will receive my prayer he got, he got cleaned up verse 8 he didn't want to be around sin no more and he wept and said restore me Lord Verse 10, let all mine enemies be ashamed and sore vexed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. Our enemies will be ashamed. Let me see if I can find this real quick. I think it's Isaiah 45. Uh, Isaiah 45, 24 Surely shall one say in the Lord I have righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come and all that are incensed against him. In other words, all your accusers. All of those that said, boy, I can't wait to tell what he's done. It says all of them shall be ashamed. There in verse 24. Nobody will give up. I'm trying to remember this verse. It's faint my mind right now. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies you see, he's going to justify O Eddie Wade. O Eddie Wade can't justify himself. I believe that's in Romans chapter 8. It's just far way back in archives my mind. But it says who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect in Romans chapter 8 verse 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies. The whole time the devil that accused us for God night and day. I got Jesus standing right there beside my side. My advocate, my lawyer. Never lost a case reader. He said, oh, by the way, Father, it's it's one of mine. You're talking about having a friend in high places. I've got one in the highest place you can be in. But these ten verses here that David spoke, boy, they really spoke to me this morning. Mm -hmm. All our enemies will be ashamed. And the reason they'll be ashamed is because of him that's going to be standing beside us. And... uh, I'll tell you that all about you. That gives me quite a bit of cheer right there. Let all my enemies be ashamed. Be ashamed. And sore vexed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. They're going to find out that even though they were, uh, you know, they may have made a lot of decisions. They didn't make the right decisions. And praise God, April 27th, I finally made the right decision. I got things right between me and God. It's well in my soul. And I'm not dreading standing before God, I'm looking forward to meeting Him. Right. Yeah. And if there's any reservations with you, Lord would be a good day to fix that. Yeah. Get it fixed. Amen. David said my heart's fixed. I didn't fix it. But I know a heart specialist. He fixed my heart, Brother James. Yeah. I got it fixed. Amen. Amen. Uh, anybody got any comment on the lesson? That's some tough verses. Everybody good. If not, we'll be dismissed. Father, we thank You. Thank You, Lord, for the lesson this morning, Lord. Ten verses, Lord, that taught so much. Thank You for Brother Donnie uh, reading the verses. Thank You for the help expounding upon them. Uh, Lord, give us, I pray, uh, not only knowledge and understanding and intellect that we might be able to understand the things of God, but help us, Lord, I pray, to be doers, not hearers only. We give You praise and glory. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Everybody don't have this knowledge. Uh, Jesus told his disciples, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, to them, things.